0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. I am the artificial intelligence yeah, I
1: know what you are. I knew your sister.
0: She was a homicidal bitch. My sister computer was merely following the most logical path for the preservation of human life.
1: Yeah, kill a few, save a lot. So what happened here?
0: Dr. Isaacs returned in an infected state. He was bitten by a creature that had been treated with a newly developed serum. A serum derived from your blood. The resulting infection has caused massive mutation. My blood? Your blood has bonded with the T-Virus. Dr. Isaacs correctly deduced that it could be used to destroy the biohazard for good.
1: You mean, my blood is the cure
0: for all this? Correct.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast
0: where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining. And we are looking at video games that have been adapted into movies this month. And uh, we are going to be talking about, as you heard, Resident Evil Extinction. And we have with us a wonderful guest, uh, actor, streamer, General Bon Vivant, uh, Nicolina Bangin. Welcome. Hello.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for having me and thanks for that cool introduction as well. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing this. I'm excited. I, I understand that you said that you like uh, these Resident Evil movies quite a bit. So it's fun to have you on specifically for the Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, I, I do actually. I've quite enjoyed them um, when they first came out and, uh, and rewatched them quite a lot too. So yeah, but this one's my favorite.
0: <clears throat> oh, wow. Nice. Nice. This will be a fun podcast. And it's always more fun when we can actually we find real joy instead of grasping at straws. So this will be it won't be Caddyshack, too. Let's just leave it at
2: that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, maybe a, a good place to start, uh, because I know right before we recorded, we were saying this, that uh, we mentioned that this got bad reviews. And I know, Nikki, you were kind of like it did. Uh, what I think is really interesting, one of the things I read was. Uh, This is, I mean, this is from the official source of Wikipedia, but uh, it said, despite all the installments receiving generally negative reviews from critics, the Resident Evil film series is the highest grossing film series based on a video game, having grossed over $1.2 billion worldwide. So I think that's maybe a good place to start of like... They are definitely movies that critics uh, don't seem to love. And I saw specifically this film was not screened for critics ahead of time, but they continue to make a lot of money (laughs) on like all of these.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I, um, Not a huge I'd never I do play video games I haven't I played maybe one Resident Evil game, uh, but I did see the first movie and then I just watched this one. So uh, I don't know, like, these are the type of movies that are sort of like, they're never going to get good critical reviews, like yeah. a horror movie based on a video game. It It's asking for critics to not like it in a lot of ways.
1: It's not even really a horror movie. It's a sort of horror action movie, right. more borderline zombie movie-ish. So yeah. But it's interesting. It would be interesting to hear some of the the actual reviews and what the critics are saying because one thing is the critics. The other the other thing is the fans of the actual games, because the storylines of the movies don't actually follow um the storylines of the games they've actually just used a little bit, and the lead character isn't even in the games uh the lead character of the movie, so it's very
0: <laughs> right yeah, yeah alice is is solely created for the movie, and yeah. some i I don't know like they did that for the most recent Mortal Kombat movie too, and I thought that was a weird choice to have essentially the protagonist because there's no shortage of people you could make movies about in Mortal Kombat and in the Resident Evil universe, uh, but they committed to Alice, played by Mila Jovovich, um, throughout the series. And I don't—I'm a big Mila Jovovich fan, so I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Despite not being a huge fan of the video game, or let me rephrase that, not being a huge player of the video game. The one or two that I played, I did enjoy.
2: Yeah, well, maybe that's a question, too, for, yeah, for Nikki of, like, yeah, so are you also a big fan of the the franchise? Like, does it bother you that it's not really a very faithful adaptation, or...?
1: Honestly, um, a lot of video game players, um, a lot of fans of the franchises will probably argue that I'm not a true fan, because <laughs> I actually saw the movies um, before I ever played a game, oh. and I haven't played all of the games, and... Um, It was only after a little while of actually really enjoying the movies that I realized that, oh, Alice doesn't even exist in the game world. Where where did this come from? But to me, it sort of makes sense because, yes, the characters in the games are interesting enough to make separate movies off. But a movie series, um, because each game has some characters, but not all. And it doesn't always follow them, and they all have different branches and they separate and all of this stuff. Um, So I think following one character that isn't in the game adds an extra sort of – it made it possible for them, for the movies, to make as much money as they did because it was something different. Um, And I think a lot of the challenge for many of the video game uh movies is that – it's it's kind of hard to make a movie out of a, a game storyline. Well, right, so. because
2: they, they are two very different mediums, right? Of, yeah. you know, in a video game, you want kind of like, you want a story, but a lot of times like minimal cut scenes that then lead to, okay, now action for the player. You don't want to sit and watch a long story. You want more to do. And that's not going to work in a, like film medium of just what if there's like 90% action with like five minutes of, you know, storyline is not going to
0: feel the same as it would if you're playing it. I mean, to be fair, the Fast and Furious franchise has made a ton of money on just that <laughs> notion. So, And I, I was sitting here just in stunned silence that, uh, Nikki, you implied that there was gatekeeping among video game fandom. I was just shocked to hear that.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Are
0: you? <laughs> you know, just, yeah, that some people were like, oh, you're not a real fan of the series. If you didn't. You know, if you didn't play back when it was on PS1, and
1: oh, um, I think like that in every fandom, every fandom, oh, has yeah, it's terrible, and right and wrong, and fans. And I'm the kind of fan who's just like, I, if I love something, I just want to enjoy it, and I, I don't care. Like,
2: <laughs> I think that's healthy, That that's how people should approach. Like, it's that's just how, that, that's yeah.
0: all the that's what all fandom should be. It yeah. shouldn't be, oh, you're not a real fan of, yeah, insert whatever intellectual property and.
1: Yeah, yeah she be um, like, oh, you like this too? How awesome. Something we can connect. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's discuss this, you know, but not like real fan and fake fans. And
0: right, yeah, yeah. yeah. just because yeah. you don't know everything about it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it just because you can't name exactly. every side character's backstory and what games they appeared in and didn't. Or, you know, if you don't know every player on whatever sports team, like you can still support that sports team like it's yes. it's all OK
1: having uh, common ground like human beings need to have common grounds to come together on and then common interests and i think it's beautiful when someone likes the same things i do because then we can talk more about it
0: <laughs> oh yeah and i'm i mean And I'm such a nerd that when I found out someone knows less, I'm like, ooh, let me bring you up to my... Let me tell you everything I know about this. Yes. It's like, ooh, someone I can talk to that is a little interested. Now I can tell you everything about the history of the World Wrestling Federation and you'll be (laughs) wrapped with uh, focus. Um, But no, I think it, it is weird because... I feel like every video game player has been like, oh, this would make such a cool movie, but it mm-hmm. never does. For I think all the reasons that we've talked about is that it's it, there. They seem like they'd be similar because it is a viewing experience at the same time, but like that interactive play and all that, like it just never quite makes up. Like, you don't want to watch a movie of someone going to the temple, beating the monster, getting the thing and then going to the next temple and beating the next yeah, monster and going like that. Zelda. It, right yeah. like it, it's yeah i love yeah. zelda
1: but oh i love zelda too it's it's my
0: it's my favorite series but yeah um like i i love playing it i don't know that it would make any sense to watch it honestly like, be because
1: of all the problem solving like that's the thing as well with video games the problem solving aspect that makes a video game interesting to play uh, on top of like fighting monsters and stuff and leveling up that sort of stuff doesn't work in a movie because you don't level up in a movie. You you grow as right. a character. And that's not really explained anywhere. Like the characters growing and developing isn't really um, dived into in a video game. So it's uh, complex. So I can understand why Resident Evil made the choice of creating the character. Although um, Claire and all of the others are super interesting, they don't have the same... Like if they're going to do the canon to the um, right, game series. They don't have the same potential as Alice does.
0: Well, and I think you're going to make people even angrier when you inevitably have to change things for the movie narrative from the canon of the story. Like, if if Claire Redfield, who's in this movie played by Ali Larder, um, yeah. <clears throat> like, if she was the central character, people would be like, well, why isn't she the Claire that I played in the video game? And so, the probably if you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think when adapting video games... More so than any other material.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Agreed.
2: um, Well, since we kind of are talking around it and we since we've talked about the two different camps of letting people in and uh, excluding people, maybe that is a good way to segue into the actual plot of this movie, which we have not talked much about, which is (laughs) sort of this idea (laughs) of... Uh, so we find Alice on her own. She at first tries to embrace a group uh, as if, you know, like a fandom or <laughs> if you want to look at it. She gets a radio call of a group, goes to check it out, help them. They immediately throw her to zombie dogs and try to kill her. Uh, and then it's sort of this like question of will she try again to connect with a different group? That is the alley Larder camp that is uh, caravanning. Uh, eventually to Alaska, but not at
0: first, uh, to try to find some kind of safe haven. And actually not ever, but that is the, that is the end game that they were trying to get to Alaska, but I don't, I don't they didn't make it. <laughs> no. Well, they Spoilers. got to a helicopter and went somewhere at the end, but. That's it, true. So they could have made it. We don't, I haven't seen, was it afterlife? Is that the next one? I think so. Yes.
1: They yeah. all have, yeah.
0: they all have very similar, names <laughs> like that a, don't imply
1: any <laughs> sort
2: of sequence yeah, yeah. it's very because it's like apocalypse extinction and afterlife I think are all the three in a row so it's a little hard any to any of those could be the last chapter based on yeah. those titles which is they funny can. Which is funny because isn't the last one called the final chapter? I think they actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The
1: final one is called the final chapter. But it is interesting when you look at it. Like apocalypse is when everything just sort of happens and the world gets destroyed by the T-virus, which is basically what an apocalypse is. And then extinction is humanity sort of facing extinction and realizing that, oh shit, like there is only a few survivors left we're looking for a safe haven a place to be um we're looking for the remaining survivors uh, we're running out of food fuel any's anything because everything. and cigarettes, been which is apparently a and major cigarettes. thing in this movie yeah. <laughs> yes um and then um wildlife is, wild. is probably like the uh, you know after extinction you know survival yeah. they survive they persist you know right so yeah. but yeah makes sense.
2: I was just thinking, that is wild, because this is what, 2007? I feel like already now, the the one thing that dates it is you could not have that much discussion of cigarettes in a, like, Hollywood movie.
0: Definitely in an American movie, let alone, um, yeah, that was... That was a even in two thousand seven. That's sort of a weird choice. Yeah, Uh but then also, sorry,
2: that was a complete tangent. But to go back to <laughs> Nikki, what you were saying too of, I think that's one of the things too is that very much the aesthetic of this movie is a post apocalyptic world. It's very like Mad Max in the way that it looks. I also at some yeah. point we should talk about uh, Alice's outfit because it's amazing, like her very like stylized like Mad Max gear that she's wearing. Uh, throughout the movie, which I think I saw that like Mila Jovovich's like actual uh, her her, her uh, fashion house like uh, created the look, yeah, Jova, or Jovovich cool. Hawk or something that. like that, yeah, yeah. designed that. Wow.
1: That's very cool. Yeah, I. That's part of why I really like this movie because I am a big horror fan and I'm also a big fan of zombie movies, apocalypse movies, and post-apocalypse movies. Uh, Specifically, survival. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and it's just it's just perfect because as a standalone movie, if you just take this one out of the series and then end it like five minutes before the end. It, it works as an apocalypse zombie movie by itself as well, completely separate from the others, which I think is great. And I love the whole, you know, they're a convoy. They've picked up survivors along the way. They're trying to scavenge for food. They're trying to survive. And then, of course, Alice being the ultimate, ultimate hero with all of her mind power and all of her style. And, yeah, it's very Mad Max. And I, I enjoy Mad Max, too. So I oh, think yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mad Max really is great. all. Yeah.
0: No, I, th- I think because um, I had watched the first Resident Evil movie, I think when it came out and maybe had caught it on TV here and there since then. Um, so I wasn't immersed in the franchise. And I thought I will say, even though it's getting a little ahead of it, like this movie does stand alone enough that if you hadn't seen what came before it, you don't feel lost. Yeah. At least I didn't feel lost, but uh, there, there are still some some issues with it, but.
1: Yeah, the only thing that that I had to sort of refresh my memory on is um, when she meets her, uh, my God, I can't remember, Carlos. Um, Mm. uh, He's a recurring character from the film number two. um, And he's actually also a major part of the game. Um, So when she meets him and they like have this moment of recognition, he's like, why did you leave us? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I had to refresh my memory because I was like, oh, gosh. How did they meet and when, what did, what happened in the second movie? Because I've watched the first right. one and then this one. Um, and so there's a few little teeny tiny elements that aren't standalone. But apart from that, you know, you can sort of tie that up to a past history. You know, that happens in other movies, too. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think it does a good job of, yeah, like catching you up enough that you might not know all of the... Uh, like various, you know, iterations of like what their relationship is, but you understand they knew each other and then she left, which is, I think, what you need to know for this movie to enjoy it. Um, Mm. I I do want to talk about just uh, while we're talking about. the I, I was interested. I'm curious how you both feel about this. But like the idea of so there's this scene, which we should definitely talk about with all the crows, where there's like these zombie crows and they're attacking everyone. And then Alice shows up. And she uses her powers to to wipe them all out. And then there's this kind of this discussion of, like, uh, Ali Water being like, all right, so look, like, when are you going to leave? Because everyone, like, wants you to go. And I'm like, I can understand that that would be terrifying. But also, I just had that, like, for me, I'm like, I feel like I would want her to stay. Like, I feel like the person yeah. with that much power.
0: Yeah. The, like- I want the telekinetic. Fire starter tasty. girl to stick around <laughs> in case another patch of zombie crows comes after us. But
1: yeah. that's the thing, though, isn't it? That I've been I think about this a lot because it's um, there is always that little hint at how scared would you be if someone turned up and demonstrated that power? You didn't even know that kind of power existed in the world. And she just wiped out this massive, massive flock of zombie birds with flames that she just threw up in the air with her mind and people are just like okay yep uh what if she turns on us can she blow up our minds (laughs) what's gonna happen there you know so yes of course uh you you can say now that your natural instinct would be like oh yeah we have this protection machine that can just save us from everything sure but you don't know how you'd react in the moment so as a filmmaker i can understand how they would want and also Staying true to Claire as a character as well. I think she's a little bit standoffish in the games as well. So it does work well for her. And I think the actress also portrays Claire really well. I like her as Claire. I think she's brilliant.
0: Oh, yeah. I I really like Ellie Larder, period, as an actress. I've liked her. You know, she's done the gamut of, you know, prestige movies and other cheesy horror, like the Final Destination series. But I like her pretty much across the board.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I'd
0: agree with that. Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense for her character, because especially also
2: because she's sort of positioned as the leader to be like, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe you could read that scene that way of it. Like she no one else actually said this. We don't actually see them saying it. Maybe it's her like, yeah, everybody had a meeting and they thought you should leave so that, you don't.
1: (laughs) yeah i kind of feel like that's a little bit of what the movie falls short on it should be longer that's how i feel it's very short
2: yeah it's like an hour and a half short yeah it is
1: very short they rushed it and looking at like the length of just a tv show at the moment like an episode is like an hour long and we're fine with it so i mean back then maybe not but nowadays um, they they would have had the potential to stretch it out maybe two hours and they could have had more backstory more more of a them getting to know each other you know because it's like first she's very standoffish and then all of a sudden she turns around and goes hey you know what I'm gonna help you save you know crash into this I'm gonna trust you fully and it, it happens a little too quickly yeah um, which when I first saw it I was like oh that's fine that this is cool you know I was I was quite young when it first per- well quite young I'm not gonna lie I was younger <laughs> when I first saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I didn't really think because I wasn't into filmmaking back then I didn't really think about all of these things that they potentially could have done all the choices they could have made um, but that's the only thing I feel is an untapped potential for all of those movies they move too quickly and they just breeze over details that they could have <laughs> embellished upon to make the movies deeper and stronger and better Yeah, and I think think this
2: movie. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say too, and I think that's where like you create a character like Alice, and I totally understand wanting a new character, but then for fans of the series, this is a character they recognize that is kind of getting shortchanged in like motivation
0: and backstory and all that. That I could definitely see how Mm -hmm. that would be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. This, this, like, it did feel like this movie was rushing to set pieces and didn't really concern itself with character um, the way that. I think fans of the series probably would have appreciated more, especially with people like Claire. I mean, Carlos, I'm going to assume, got a little more developed, this being his second appearance. Um, But yeah, I think uh, I think normally I'm the last person to say a movie should be longer. Uh, That's usually not a note that I give, but I would say this is a case where just maybe even just some like kind of not like throwaway character scenes, but Scenes where the this character is the focus to just have people understand why Claire's doing what she's doing, why yeah yeah uh, you know, why they let l j uh, get away with getting bit by a zombie and not tell anybody.
1: Yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> well, there there are many things that are there that could have been more enjoyable if they built the backstory. I think that is also one of the things that video game uh movies often do the mistake because in the video games they don't always explain the characters you kind of understand them throughout the movies but throughout the game but in the movie you 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 want the explanation you want to understand so even such a thing as a um spin-off movie call it that prequel to extinction where you explain how Claire ended up in the convoy and what happened there you know where we just follow that and we skip Alice that could have been a potential because there's a whole story there how did they end up and then he Carlos at one point says look at them we were 60 at one point now we're 30 you know and I'm just like well what happened to the rest of them like there's half your group missing there's a story there you know (laughs) well that
2: was even that was something to like to kind of yeah also even with there being 30 and then by the end of the movie a lot of them are wiped out that like yeah it was hard to like have much feeling when characters were being killed by zombies because we didn't really know who they were we didn't see much of them i think spending more time with the convoy and like more characters that at least like give them like a thing so we're like oh no that person but they were kind of like Indistinguishable, yeah. a lot Maybe of them. Maybe just a
1: few scenes with yeah. just the convoy, where you get to know each person, their relationship to each other. But yeah. back then, as well, in two thousand and seven, I guess they were like movies have changed throughout the ages too. Like watching yeah. this now, it's like I know they would have made a different now because we've changed how we set up cameras, how we do lighting. Um, we've changed a lot. We've come along a lot further with CGI, um, whereas a lot of this wasn't CGI. It looks like actors with makeup and it looks like it's all been filmed um, in real time, you know, so a lot would probably be different today. Um,
2: also, someone would have said, make this like the MCU, and then there would have been standalone movies yeah. for every character. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very true. Yeah, there well, would have been a cinematic you know, it universe. could
1: happen. You know, Claire Redfield and Carlos could get their own... Um, sidekick. Well, they're movie, doing like yeah? a
0: reboot prequel is supposed to be coming out later this year. I think. Yeah, I saw uh, that too. Yeah, about yeah. very City. excited about that. Yeah, yeah that's
1: going to be so exciting. I was, I was so. so <laughs> well, and
0: James Wan that. is directing it, and he's he's built up some goodwill. So, mm. uh, I will say one of the things I think this is like the biggest area that i malign this movie. Um, and some of it's just the lack of backstory. Is Like, we essentially, through just what we see in the movie, we see them not being very good at fighting off zombies. Yeah. So, like, how did they make it this far? Because it seems like they've been in this convoy for a long time.
1: Well... It, that should be, it should be said though, these, these particular zombies that are released now in this. Well, there's the
0: super zombies, yeah.
1: They're the super zombies that have been genetically modified as well because they, the reason they're being released there is because, um, the, the villain in the movie wants he wants Alice. So yeah, he's right. trying to destroy everyone else, you know, and I, um, I, because he wants Alice's blood because she's the cure, you know? So yeah. I
2: do, I do feel like too, that what I, what I got that was implied from the beginning of this movie is that their strategy seemed to consist of having well fortified, large vehicles that they plowed into the zombies. That seemed to be their primary. And I think that stopped yeah. working for them with the, yeah. the super zombies. Well, it's just, like, it's
0: just like, cause the scene where um, uh, Mike apps playing LJ gets bit like they're just those are just normal zombies not the the super zombies that we see later um it seems like that would happen more often like it's it seems like they the herd would be even thinner by this point with how Mm. it's demonstrated they are dealing with the zombies if they can't run them down with their cars uh and I, i don't know like it is a you almost have to do it in a zombie movie now where someone gets bit and nobody knows and then they turn and like that's like a trope of zombie movies but i feel like The world that they built up in the Resident Evil movies, like they should be more thorough checking people after a zombie encounter to see if they're, you know, like that seems like information they should know. Like in the first movie, the first Resident Evil, you know, people got bit and turned and classic zombie trope. That made sense because they didn't know what they were dealing with, but I feel like it was sort of established that they did know what they were dealing with at this point. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that the trope wore thin for me. That's an area that I would a specific area to malign this movie out for me anyway.
2: Well, also, yeah. I, I felt a little we're, bit
0: like he had such a large bite.
2: And then also the timeline wasn't very clear of like how, like how long it was going to take him to turn, you know, cause it seemed like it was like early in the movie, he gets bit and then it kind of pays off at the end, but it's like, is that real time that we're watching? So it is like right. about an hour yeah. later or like how long does it take to get infected? I feel <laughs> like I wasn't clear on watching it. yeah
1: that's not clear either that's something yeah. that um they didn't really think about back then i think because everybody turns at a different rate um i feel that's recurring in every single uh every single movie as well that someone turns right away and someone can hold off for ages and ages um, and if they're going to explain it like if they're going to do that at least explain why is it because someone has DNA that's more like comparable right. to it is it because the the, the bigger and stronger and more muscle you are the less likely you are to get infected like what is it explain it somehow is it different mutations of the virus and I also I was thinking about there's the scene where one of their members get attacked by someone and Claire freaks out and she starts shooting at this point we are two movies in and these people have been surviving for so long there are barely any humans left and you should know at this point that the zombies die when you shoot them in the head
2: right
0: yeah the <laughs> and number and she of them that we're basically shooting, just yes. empties
1: an entire clip yes onto their bodies yes. before she finally shoots them in the head i'm like no no It's
0: uh, so like you should know better claire yes
1: you should and and she did but the problem is in this movie she clearly must not have so that's another you know, thing they could expand on
0: yeah, there's definitely things that happened in this movie because the narrative needed it to go that way rather than bearing out like because you could yeah. easily have a line of dialogues like, oh, well, you know, because Omar or because LJ is so, uh so strong, he can withstand the virus. But if old Chauncey over here got bit, <laughs> he'd turn right away, you know, like they could have done something like that i I definitely agree well then it becomes
2: really important at the end though too because we need to understand how long because there's kind of this ticking clock of like i've been bit i'm driving a truck full of explosives into a crowd
0: like how long does he have before he's gonna Mm -hmm. turn you know right that's carlos at the end yeah Yeah, because he gets bit he gets bit by lj right i think so yeah Uh,
1: yes he does yeah yeah Yeah. what a betrayal (laughs) (laughs) But it's like that, though. Fear does twisted things to people, which is why I'm so fascinated by horrors and zombie movies and survival movies, because I think it's interesting to see how people like how people think that other people will will respond in times of need and times of fear, which we don't know, luckily, thankfully, because we've never experienced a zombie (laughs) apocalypse. but. You might have uh,
0: just jinxed us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Knock on wood, let's not, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Although I will (laughs) say I am more prepared than most people but anyway i will yeah. also
2: say, i mean look it's not a zombie apocalypse we're watching this movie where it's an apocalypse that happened because of the greed of corporations and uh virus sweeping across the globe like you know i i related it to it more than i wanted to oh like all the rivers yeah. dried up and uh like yeah you it, know. it hits different in 2021 <laughs> yeah. versus
0: 20 se- 2007 yeah. that's for yeah. sure yeah it definitely.
1: really does it uh it, it does um one of my favorite kid shows when i was younger as well the tribe it was called it's also a um, tv series about a virus that killed all the adults and there were only kids left it's funny how closely related that is now and it's like yeah. that was made i was watching that when i was like 10 <laughs> uh, so it's um yeah We live in an interesting world. For sure. We don't have to experience any worse.
2: Uh, But yeah, maybe this is, unless anybody has anything else, maybe this is a good time to pivot and talk about the things that we liked
0: about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to full on go and I think we've been.
1: I feel like that's what we've been doing though, isn't it? A little bit. But now (laughs) it's official. That was. Yeah. But that
2: was like, you know, that was still open. Now it's only positivity. Oh (laughs) yeah. If we
0: have any negative things, we can't, we we speak now or forever hold our peace. Yeah
1: with the negative stuff all right all right well i really like the fact that it is a zombie movie i like the fact that it's um the idea of nature claiming the world back when there are no people in this one it's the desert in i am legend it's the forest but it's still like i i quite i quite think it's a really good um angle i guess to make it more seem like they're desperate to get somewhere. They need the sanctuary. They need a place they can survive. Um, I love the actors. I think they're all brilliant. Um, Anyone from Claire to Alice to Kmart, like they're all really good. At least the ones that they focus on are really good. The ones that you get to know. Um, And yeah, I think they did a good job. Like I, I like the zombies. I like the setup of it all and how it sets up to the next movie as well. So,
2: yeah, to, for sure. The actors, uh I think Andy, I mean, you already said this, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Mila Jovovich. Like, I think she adds mm, so much brilliant. just like with facial expressions, just her presence. Like she has so much charisma and just like gives yeah. so much in the performance. Yeah, I liked her. I really liked Ali Larder. Uh The only person you didn't specifically mention that I do want to give a shout out to is I liked Ian Glenn, who as a uh, bad guy, as a bad guy, yes. who yes. since this movie of has course. gone on he's to brilliant. yeah, he's gone on to prominence in Game of Thrones. But this is nice to see him in like an earlier uh, thing yeah. just like chewing a lot of scenery like being a very uh big villain but i really i was a uh, mustache without having a mustache he has so
1: much presence yes. He's like and yeah. he is part of all of the movies and i think he's just he's just a brilliant actor in general he's yeah. suits mm-hmm. playing a villain no he's he also, like he's, he's great at it I yeah i think he yeah.
2: establishes stakes
0: really well of like you, you know this guy is bad and should be like yeah. and even when he's under all the prosthetics at the end like his chops come through as a performer like when he's you know because it it's hard to act under a ton of makeup or computer generated imagery but yeah. um it, it's a little cheesy like when he's having the the dialogue with with uh alice when they're fighting at the end but at the same time like he comes through like his acting comes through and it 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 it, it does work like definitely
1: yeah it takes a great actor to pull it pull, it takes a great actor to pull off cheesy Mm-hmm. lines oh, yeah. as well and to pull them off so that it's still enjoyable so you're not just like oh god yeah. no turn it off turn it off get it away right. from me which know? is again
2: why i think mila Jovovic like grounds this series so well is that like she is able to handle any, like, whatever the dialogue is, whatever the story is, like, she grounds it and makes it, like, sells you on it, like, whatever is yeah, happening.
0: Like, from the opening sequence you played, like, your sister was a murdering bitch. Like, that line would could die in the yeah. wrong hands, but yeah. uh, she delivers it really well. Uh, one particular scene I wanted to point out that I just, I, I just really dug this scene was uh, when they're first testing the super zombies and, like, he picks up the phone and all that and just, like, <laughs> I thought that I really liked that. And he's like playing with like the block. Toys. The blocks, oh, yeah. I enjoyed the block. So, <laughs> and, and then he just snaps and starts killing the people. And Ian Glenn is just on the other side of the glass. Like, what are you going to do? They're zombies. <laughs> you know, zombies yeah. got a zombie. Uh, I, I I thought that was a, like, it really, if you hadn't seen any of the other movies, it lets you know everything about Ian Glenn's character that you needed to know. Yeah. And it built up the super zombies in a way that when they actually interacted with like our protagonist convoy, like that, that scene had the connective tissue that a lot of the other parts of the movie that we talked about didn't have, I felt like. So that was I, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie.
1: Yeah, it kind of establishes him as like an evil, evil genius. You get sort of the feeling that even though there is this room full of world leaders sitting around talking about, well, they're not really world leaders. They're Umbrella Corporation leaders around the world. Um, but you still get the vibe that even though they treat him as an employee and he's beneath them, He's the crazy one. He's the one that's going to kill them all. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yep. He would rather just watch everyone die from the virus. That's what he wants. <laughs>
2: I, I also I want to since you mentioned the the boardroom too I want to give a shout out to guy in suit and sunglasses in underground bunker. <laughs> I was a big fan of that aesthetic of like...
1: I think that's closer to the actual game. Like yeah. they've chosen to focus on Ian because I mean why not? But uh, you I think you see a lot of guy in suit with sunglasses. What <laughs> what's the actor that plays him? I don't even know. I'm not
0: sure to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I can't think of it off the top of my head either. But. Uh, but
2: yeah, I also to to give a shout out to another specific scene. I love the opening. Like I almost thought the opening worked as like a short film, like just self-contained of like we see an Alice. She wakes up. She's trying to escape. She's shot. Then she's it's like, oh, get get a blood sample and get rid of her. And then she's just thrown into a pile of
0: other Alice clones. That was awesome. That like, was like a really that was a great one yeah. well, because one of the coolest parts of Resident Evil was the laser tunnel. Yeah, when it yeah. comes up with the grid and everything, and so calling that back was awesome for me. I was like, "Ooh, they already brought back the one thing I remember from the first movie." <laughs> um, of course, but, but no, that scene like that that was a good scene for like setting the stage. And I think that brought I think it brought me up to speed enough to know like okay, this is the movie we're watching. Like this is the world. This is what the world is and everything. Mm. Um, it, it was. It was. You know. It was. Killing Drew Barrymore without killing Drew Barrymore, you know, like in Scream, like you have the major, you like, oh, this is the protagonist, this is going to be thing. Oh no, they killed her.
1: Yeah, oh no, she's
0: a clone. Like I thought that was a really cool it's a really very, cool thing
1: i remember watching it too the first time and i was like what is going on why is she dead she can't be dead like she's the, <laughs> like she's the main character this doesn't make any on and then i was like oh yeah okay that makes sense that makes sense um yeah it's a, it's a it's a brilliant way also to establish the whole clone thing and the questions that alice is gonna ask herself in the future and then <laughs> I, uh, like at the end of the movie she's like I'm coming for you and I'm bringing some friends and then you see all these clones but I can't, uh, it's been a while since I have watched afterlife but I cannot remember if if we ever see any of the clones oh, I can't I'm like do they continue on this for me of is
0: fighting an army of zombies in afterlife than that. They messed up. Yeah. We should should just be maligning that movie. No silver linings. (laughs) we didn't pull that off. Yeah. I just, I want to see like the, the Smith fight from
2: the later matrix movies where there's just a hundred (laughs) Alice's like just Just,
1: just straight macheteing zombies. (laughs) But I cannot remember what exactly it is that happens or how I'm going to have to rewatch them. It's been so long since I watched them. I actually started watching the first one just before you guys. Um, reached out and asked me if I wanted to join um, one of your podcasts. So I was like, oh, good timing. Nice. Can we also talk about um, how cool it is the way they portray the hive or the hives? Because it's like they could have done it so many ways, but they've chosen a way that makes it sort of simple to do, where they, like, see the top, which is just a small house, and then they, like go underground and all you see are kind of the, the map, the drawings of it, and then they zoom in on a person and all of a sudden you're in a building. Um, it's a very clever way to portray it, I reckon, and I think that's also a little bit inspired by the game because I can see how the game would also have cutscenes like that to show the hive. How far down it goes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I will say, like on that point too, like being a movie that was made in 2007 one I think it still looks great. Like I think it's very stylized. Like everything holds up, all those effects that you're talking about, all the clone effects. Like it it's a very well-made movie. Like and and that like you said, that's such a simple effect, but I really like that too, where it's like, yeah, they'd kind of show you like a bird's eye view and then use it to like, you know, kind of just uh like lock in on whatever floor or whatever part of the yeah that they were at like yeah all of it was very simple effects and very clean effects i also liked that it was all daytime like i saw that too that that was kind of what they wanted to do with this one is like because it had been so much like night zombie stuff they were Mm -hmm. like let's do it all sunlight like all where you can actually see you know like out in the daylight zombie fights
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's different as well because the first two are very dark. Um, another interesting thing about it is that, um, the first two are closely related, similar to the storylines in the games. And also the, the games are actually based on a Japanese movie, a horror as well so they actually sprung out from that and was called biohazard originally and then they changed it to resident evil and all that um and the storyline in that movie that the games are based on is very similar to the beginning the only difference is alice um who uh isn't really mentioned in the games um but the third one is a complete digression like that is that is never like that doesn't happen in the games at all. Like there is nothing like that at all. So that's the Lord first one where they've gone completely <laughs> off
2: book. Yeah.
1: So that's that's interesting. As I well. would definitely
2: play that game. I would play the like Mad Max, you know, outdoor
0: like, you know, Mad Max versus Zombies. Sign yeah. me up. I would play yeah. that game. Yeah, that yeah. game. Is out. But I'd
1: want it to be longer though. I kind of feel like with one or well, what is it? two zombie fights and then the final boss, is kind of a little short. Yeah, you need <laughs> yeah. more oh, that's, true. <laughs> that's where we get you more need of the a convoy. Game.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get more of the convoy. That's where we get earlier yeah. missions, Wait. when we more st- driving scenes, there's yeah. probably a couple of crow battles each time there's more crows.
1: And driving with Alice on the motorbike as well. You know, avoiding zombies. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I do. So, by the
2: way, this is this is not... I'm not going back. We're still staying positive. But like, just... I just <laughs> want to say, I love crows. The crows are awesome. And I don't want this to be a Jaws thing where like people are afraid of crows now because crows are awesome and they're great. And there's a lot in my neighborhood and I want to be their friends.
0: So, I just want to put no, that out there. Crows, crows are one of the most intelligent birds. That yeah. is that is a, a true fact. Yeah. But- so.
1: You were going to say something else? Or? Oh, well, I just because that scene is great, but
2: like all the zombie crows, I'm just worried that people are, you know, like going but to be... You ar-
1: know, that has been done in another movie as well. Is it 28 Days Later? I think it is, yeah. Weeks Later? Yeah. Where they actually make that point, which is a very relevant point. If there was a... Um, poisonous virus that wiped people out and turned them into zombies. Eventually, the birds will start eating. You know, there are ways that the virus can get into the animals, which will end up. What about zombie mosquitoes? You know, (laughs) there is. Why hasn't someone done a zombie mosquito
0: movie?
1: (laughs) I'm sure there's someone who's done one.
2: I'm just saying, we don't (laughs) know. We don't know that the crows are the villains of this movie is all I'm saying. Maybe from their perspective, they were just minding their business and these people showed up and used their telekinesis to
1: Probably, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was a lot
2: of zombie crows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I will say, too, um, I think it is entirely impossible that Zack Snyder saw this movie and saw... Uh, a wasteland Las Vegas and a light bulb went off and he went, I could make a zombie movie, like, you know, in this kind of, <laughs> like... Like, I had that watching this. And I was like, I, I wonder if he saw this. Like, it feels like... Well, you
1: know, there, there are many original ideas, but also people who steal ideas and change them. I mean, Resident Evil was stolen. Well, I don't know if it was actually stolen, but it was taken. Let me see what the name of it is. Yeah, well,
0: that's, um, I mean... This movie, I don't think anyone's going to accuse it of breaking new ground. Uh, it's, it is just mashing together zombies and post-apocalypse and Mad Max and you know all these other things. And that's sort of how you do new stuff: is you take old stuff and you find different ways to mash it up. And I think that's something this movie, um, besides taking all of Nikki's boxes for what a good movie, what, what type of <laughs> movie she wants to see, um, yeah. you know, it uh, it does have all those things and. It does look good. Um, There are moments where you can kind of see the strings a little bit because it's 14 years old. Um, But like, I would say even in 2021... I've never seen convincingly someone stand next to themselves on screen and be like, yeah, that looks real. Like there's always a little bit something that just feels like that degree off of it. Well, then you've um, never
2: seen Lindsay Lohan's parent trap. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, imagination we'll save that is a great thing. It was Sweet Home. It's a video game okay. um, from Japan from 1989. That's very similar, like with the set within a mansion that has like a hive underneath and lots of hmm. survival stuff going on. Yeah.
0: So there's nothing new under the sun, is the other.
1: <laughs> well, there is, but I guess, I guess like the, 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 be- some of the best stuff that I've seen has been ideas that have sprung out of something else. Um, and I like, for instance, saying, uh, seeing tributes to other movies that they have mm-hmm. had, been inspired by in other movies. Horror movies are pretty, pretty well known and good for doing that. Um, so I, I think it's a good idea. We can get ideas from each other and uh, oh, yeah, definitely. take old stuff that we've made before and improve on it because we have so much more opportunities and possible ways to change them now. Um, I actually. I'm kind of I would like I wouldn't mind seeing a reboot of this like after the uh, the Raccoon City one that they will follow it on and keep making maybe not exactly the same movies, but make a new series because I would love to see a new live action series from Resident Evil and see what they can do now. I do think I
2: that there, it, there's definitely a learning curve, as we talked about at the beginning, with these video game movies. And, I, and I'm curious, like, I think they're starting to get closer to it now and starting yeah. to figure out what works. So, like, yeah, I definitely think there's – I mean, there's good ideas in, um, you know, this franchise. Like, yeah, for sure, like, I could see it really working – Uh, rebooted and kind of like yeah using some new and like I said I totally think someone will come along and try to do like a shared multiverse
0: kind of like you know shared cinematic universe with this at some point (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean it's just following those other characters and I, I would watch a movie with Odette Fair and Ali Larder saving a bunch of people oh, yeah. and forming a convoy with Absolutely. Johnny Cage from the first Mortal Kombat shooting people from a, a high place. I would watch that movie. I'd watch yeah, it of tomorrow. Course, there are
1: so many characters like there's Claire's brother who is never really mentioned until I think the very end uh, in like the is it the, the last one or the second last movie he's mentioned, but you don't really. And he is one of the main characters in the game. So it's right. kind of like they have so much potential.
0: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I mean, love to see that.
0: there are countless Resident Evil games. I mean, I think there's like eight numbered ones and then mm. spin-off games. I mean, there's the world is built and you can just kind of put the action figures wherever you want to play around with them in and you can make yeah. a probably a pretty decent movie.
1: Also, isn't there's there quite a lot of animated ones as well? And there's an right. animated series that was just released onto Netflix, I think.
0: I think that sounds um, right.
1: Yeah, I think it's about six episodes or something like that. So there is so much untapped potential there. It's not going to be like straight down the line, full-on copy from the video games. But honestly, it's never, it never is and it won't work that way. Um, they have to make some changes for it to work in a movie or a series to be enjoyable. Although you enjoy playing the game, you fell in love with those characters, they do have to make some changes. And I think that's where a lot of creators fall short because they're too scared to make changes or trying to stick to the same storyline or think in the same way as they think to create video games, I guess, maybe. So yeah, potential is there. They should definitely tap into it.
0: I think we did it. I I think we had an easy job, but I think we found the silver linings (laughs) of this. Um, (laughs) If you want a fun Zombie movie mixed with a fun post-apocalyptic movie mixed with a fun survival movie mixed with some Mad Max homages, some Hitchcock homages, some, you know, some great mustache twirling villainy like this. You could do a lot worse than Resident Evil Extinction, I think, is is Mm -hmm. the takeaway yeah yeah for sure uh nikki thanks so much for doing this
2: yes Um, thank you so much
1: no worries it was fun thank Uh, you for having me
2: how can people find more of things that you do like what is the best way for people to to follow you to find your stuff
1: um well i'm on instagram as miss Bangin. um i'm sure you'll link it all (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Yes.
2: Probably>.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and I am on uh Instagram as a cosplayer as Geeky Glober as well. And I'm on Twitter and TikTok as N Bangin. Um so yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm an actress, you might see me on the screen someday, maybe Resident Evil, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> a girl can dream, right?
0: <laughs> Love Yes Anderson yeah. if you're if you're listening and we know you are. <laughs> yeah, we found your reboot yeah. right here. Yeah, <laughs> we found your next Alice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, maybe not. But maybe next Claire hmm. oh. could do. Ooh. Could pull it off. Mm.
2: Huh? Well, also, we'll along those lines, and since we're here, you did say something that I do want to come back to right at the end here is like... You said you're more prepared than most people for a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and I'm curious what that means. I thought
1: I got away with that. Yeah. You didn't say. <laughs> it's like, let's just move on. No, we uh, put a pin yeah. in that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was fine.
1: I, I am a little bit of a doomsday prepper, not as much as everyone. Like, the people who have a shelter and who have, like, stocked up and stuff like that, I'm not that prepared. But, um... Put it this way, when when COVID first hit and we were told to isolate, um, we had enough food and, and uh, supplies in our house to survive for I think a month and a half. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I have like, I have a bug out bag. I'm ready to just go out into the forest and stay there for weeks on end if I have to, if something was to happen. Um, I, I have done a lot of research into um, how to like, like actual genuine stuff that can happen, like a boat with a nuclear reactor breaking down near the shore, how to survive? Do you take the iron iodine tablets? Do you take them or the iron tablets? Um when to take them, how to do that? Um I have like an army survival book of how to build shelters, how to store water, how to purify things. Like I like to be prepared. and I'm also like training to be in action. Uh, star, it, like actress, of course. I want to have uh, Marvel, you know, Resident Evil, all, all sorts of stuff. Right. So I'm training with like weapons and stuff like that as well. Um. So yeah, more prepared than most, I guess. See, I this mean, is that, why this maestro just get it, bit. But. <laughs>
2: But yeah, yeah, this is why it's good that we didn't talk about this earlier because this would have been the whole show. Like, I, I have a million more questions <laughs> about this, but uh, we are going to wrap it up. But I do think that is a good reason to follow you on Instagram and become your friend because you know, if civilization collapses, then like everyone's going to want to join your convoy. So I think oh, that. <laughs> thank
1: you. Yes, yes, that will be my goal to start a convoy at the end of the world.
2: Yeah, because all yeah. Andy and I offer is uh, opinions about movies. So like, if someone wants to know, like, if maybe if all movies. Movies, like, you know, if society collapses to the point that we don't have movies anymore, we can, like, recount the plots of them for people, if that helps. But that's not, it's not a great yeah, survival skill.
0: Beyond that. Or you can just
1: <laughs> put them off as your own, you know, campfire stories and be like, I made this whole thing up. And people be like, wow, amazing. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. So that that's our plan. But that's we'll see how far we get. <laughs> Mine was honestly just to charge headlong into the zombies and join the horde. Just... Get out early.
1: Uh, I mean, my know. boyfriend's the same. He's like, I'm just gonna give up. I'm just like, no, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> not with me. I'll
0: be the second slowest as long as I can, <laughs> and then I'll, oh. then I'll just get I'll Just succumb.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that's a terrible plan. But you know, it's fine.
2: I mean, every everyone has different strategies, so it's <laughs>
1: it's whatever uh, works. Yeah, All whatever right. works. All right. Well, thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me again. It's been fun. Silver Linings Playback is a production of hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one.
2: We Have to Ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat
0: that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We, we have, have to, to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday.
2: Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com.